What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. And here we are uh, recording, Adam, and it is once again uh, a busy, busy day in the news cycle, which, I mean, let's face it, for sports guys like us, um, absolutely fantastic. I don't know how you you're gonna de- how you deal with like NBA piling on right now, um, with with NFL and MLB free agency. Like, how are you how are you surviving? I'm not. It's uh, it's crazy right now, man. Uh, and, and even the NCAA tournament going on as well. Um, there's the two playing games today, two more Wednesday, and then obviously the first day of the tournament on Thursday, which is always fun. So yeah, it's just so much going on right now. And, you know, NBA, at least on Tuesday, only a four-game slate. But, uh, man, Kyrie Irving has 41 points at halftime. Kyrie Irving has 41 points at halftime. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns had 60 yesterday on uh, Monday. So I guess Kyrie's like, all right, let me see what I can do. Is, uh, the Nets have 86 points at halftime. So, uh, yeah, it's – oh, man, I just want to see this team whole in the playoffs because they are just going to be lethal. It's really coming down to it. So wait, how many how many games left in the regular season? Like 10, 12? Um, yeah, regular season ends, ends around April 10th. So this is the 69th game for Brooklyn. So, yeah, they have 13 left. And Kyrie can only, as of right now, playing three of them. Uh, ooh. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dealing with that kind of – that talk, that was, uh, that was all over the place today. Um, the whole, uh, you know, can't play your home games if you're vaccinated. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, look at all of these Mets and Yankees who, um, yeah, who aren't vaccinated. That's going to be, I mean, I know Aaron Judge at the uh, the press conference got like all the press today. But, you know, was talking to people today, there are a significant number of players on both teams uh, who aren't vaccinated. So could be uh, could be an issue to start the fantasy baseball season. I'm hoping it's not. Yeah, of course, right? We can't get through anything clean. So, yeah, it, it could be an issue, man. Um, at this time, I mean, I saw a report that about 55% of the Mets players are vaccinated. 55%, slightly yeah. more than half. That's, that's yeah, that's a, that's a tough situation. That's a really tough situation because, I mean, listen, could the mandate change? Yeah. I don't think, however, I, I don't think that that New York is ready to change the mandate just because of the Mets and Yankees if they haven't done it for Kyrie. Um, you know, yeah, they could say, you know, an outdoor game and and you're not right there with the fans. But even so, man, I mean, I, I think it's a it's a tough spot to be in. It really is. And um, so I guess the, the the real question is, is, you know, and I think you're going to actually be asked this. I'm, uh, you know, we're recording the day the, the the day before that you guys are actually listening to this. So um, I, I know that in your future, Adam, you may or may not be a- asked by uh, Jim Bowden or uh, Justin Fensterman uh, whether or not you downgrade players like that. I mean, you got to wait till the last second at this point, because first of all, I don't know who is and who isn't. Like, we're guessing. Like, the indication is Aaron Judge isn't. But what if he decides tomorrow to get vaccinated? So. Xander Bogarts just did. Right. I'm saying. So it could change. So, I mean, if you're drafting now and you don't want to take Aaron Judge, just pass on him. But, I I mean, I don't know how far I can move him down right now. So it's a day-to-day situation. And, and again, there's a lot of guys that we don't even know about. So. I don't know. I mean, look, I hope it gets resolved. The whole thing is stupid. It's like, again, you this has nothing to do with politics or your stance on a vaccine. Let's just use logic here and common sense. Kyrie Irving is allowed to sit courtside next to the Nets bench and watch the games. So he's in a crowd of thousands of people unvaccinated without a mask, but he cannot step foot on the court and play. How the fuck does that make any sense? This is why these laws are ridiculous. It has nothing to do with health. If they were trying to protect people and it was about health, he wouldn't be allowed in the building. He's allowed to be in the building, but he can't play on the court. Makes no fucking sense. Yeah, None. That, see, that's that's the thing is that I don't get that at all. Like if you if, if, if you're making it a point because it's an indoor thing and 
You don't want contact with other players and stuff like that. He shouldn't be allowed to be on the bench, let alone in the in the building. Well, he can't be on the bench. He's allowed to sit in the stands, which well, yeah. could be right next to the bench. Well, he's right next to the yeah, bench, right in the stupid. stands. I mean, it's so stupid. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really understand the um, the the logic behind it. And I do think that it's going to end up having to be adjusted. I just don't want to hear all the the nonsense that goes on back and forth between it. You know, I mean, I'm not listen. I don't, I don't care. Get vaxxed, don't get vaxxed. Um, but I just, I want a fucking baseball season that isn't ruined by COVID. You know what I'm saying? And this is, yeah. this is like, this is like that, that lingering, this is like that lingering aftertaste of, uh, of, of just COVID destroying baseball seasons. And now you're like, yeah, oh, there it is up oh, that there, there's the, there's that drip. Some people say they like it. I think it tastes terrible. <laughs> so what are you what half the Mets and half the Yankees lineup is not going to be playing in home games? Um, th- maybe we should like we should just split the two teams, right, and just join together. So we've got a home team and an away team. All the unvaxxed players can be on the away team. All the vaxxed players can be on the home team. And then we just, you know what? We are the uh, the New York Metro Yankees. And of course, the um, the unvaccinated players on the opposing team they can play. Because everything makes total sense. Well, you can't, you can't tell somebody else how to raise their own kids, Adam. You can't, you know, you can't, you can't tell anybody how to police their, uh, but, but, their, but their it, players vaccinated but again, or not. It's, a, it's all about health and keeping people safe. Yeah. It, okay. It really, yeah, it, it, it does not make a lot of sense. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit there and, and go back and forth on that. It does not make any sense. There's too many inconsistencies going on. I understand. I understand the, the call to, you know, the call to precaution. Okay, fine. But, you know, sort through it. Be consistent with it. You know, I mean, you, you got to do it. It's got to be all or nothing. Can't you can't just. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sitting in the stands right next to the bench. That's just that's stupidity. So, yeah, you know, just uh, one of those things that, uh, that, that you know, buzzed around today among the uh, the rest of the disastrous baseball news. Uh, that we could go for a little Jack Flaherty shout. I'm going to pour one out for my homie, Jack Flaherty here. Um, shoulder problem. How about this? So, uh, so Jim Bowden texted somebody uh, in the, uh, who's close to the situation and asked about it and just got a text back. That said, just said NG. Yeah. He's a guy I've been avoiding. Uh, he had the injuries last year. Yeah, actually, we did um, on Alarm After Hours last week. We do this thing called the weather report where I give out players and liken them to the weather. And for Flaherty, I think it was stormy or something because I was worried about it. He had the injuries last year, shoulder. His numbers haven't been great. And in my latest, uh, the Beat Adam Ronis League, uh, he really fell. And I was like, I don't want to take this guy, man. He went, uh, he was there in round seven and I needed a pitcher. I was like, I do not want to take him. And uh, thank you, Rick Wolf, for taking him seven, five, right? One pick before me. <laughs> I wasn't going to take him anyway. You know, you got to stick with your guns. I think I, we've talked about this. I think one of the biggest mistakes that fantasy players make, and I, I did this in the past and I learned from it. When a player slips well below their ADP and you don't like them, you kind of talk yourself. Well, he really fell here. It's two rounds after his ADP. It's such value. I got to take him. No, if you feel that way about the player and you're not into him, don't take him. Just because what the ADP is just a market. That's all it is. It doesn't mean that it's right. So I was like, I didn't want to make that choice, but I was not going to take him. So I've been avoiding him. He's one player that I do not have. Um. So I, in the, uh, in the BARF draft, the Bay Area Roto Fantasy League, um, I did take Jack Flaherty. Uh, I took him in the, uh, in the last pick. I was on the wheel of a 15-teamer, and, uh, and I took him and Alec Manoa as my, uh, as my first two starters. And, uh, and so definitely not happy about that. Um, funny that you mentioned that about your, uh, your, your beat Adam Ronis one. Uh, in my beat Howard Bender one, um, I, it was coming back down towards me. I'm picking 14. Where are you picking in yours again? Seventh, eighth? Six. six, six. So it was coming back towards me as well. And um, 
And uh, and and the dude right in front of me took Jack Flaherty. Like after the news broke, I mean the, the news like broke long, long ago. Like literally, this dude made this pick like half hour ago, 40 minutes ago, um, from when you and I are recording right now. So, you know, well, well, well after the news happened. And I immediately, like it was, I went, went to me and I immediately made my pick. They tell you how everything started in my beat, yeah, Howard Bender one? Yeah, mm-hmm. Where they pulled it, pushed it back? Yeah, they, the, yeah, because the guy was like, well, yeah, because no picks had been made. So as soon as I saw him take Jack Flaherty, I was on the air doing the fantasy alarm show. And I was like, dip, 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 get him, get him. Immediately made a pick. I was like, fuck. Because, yeah, I'm I'm... I'm bummed. I'm a little sad that because uh, I, you know, I've always liked Jack Flaherty, and he, he did. He looked so good when he opened the season last last year, right? It was like eight and one with just these sick ratios, strong strikeout numbers, and then the fucking shoulder happened, and and everything just fell apart for him. Just horrible, horrible. Hmm. Not good. Not a good way to start the day here today. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, again, there are going to be. There's still more stuff that we're going to find out. I, I knew this was going to happen, that guys were not reporting the team facilities, checking in with them, and the teams didn't know. So it, it sucks. I mean, that's why, you know, obviously it was best if you could push your draft back. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we had industry leagues. We got to do them. Um, the people do tout this weekend will you know, get a little bit of a benefit. You know, they'll have some more news. At least you know about Tatis now, unlike me, who fucking took him already. Uh, <laughs> but as we mentioned, I'm, I lose money in that league every year. Uh, <laughs> I, I, but for those that didn't listen yesterday, it's because we pay an entry fee and there's no money on the line. So that's why we were joking about that. Um, we got to pay for the maintenance of that site. Yeah, I know. Um, where we draft on another site. So, uh, but yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I love you guys. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna get bad now. Like, yeah, um, you're you're gonna kicked out. Why? I love them too, but I hate the I hate the site. I I I you know, listen. I'm used to it by now, but yeah, I get it. I'm it's, yeah, I'm used to it by now also, but it's still it's it's not a you know, it's not a, a very user-friendly right website. That's the best way to put it. Yes, I would I would say so. But obviously, uh, you know, somebody's got some naked pictures of somebody in a hot tub. Um, somewhere in uh, in the Tout Wars history, and therefore we are uh, we're, we're still on this website. This yeah. right, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look. Hopefully, people you know have pushed their drafts back, and we'll have more information because I think you're going to see in the next few days uh, more situations like this. And we've already heard several players, but yeah, the Flaherty thing. Obviously, uh, you just mentioned it with the text. Uh, not sounding good. Yeah, not good at all. Um, Adley Rutschman's dealing with elbow soreness. Lance McCullers um, still not back from his. He's insisting that it's a flexor tendon injury, not, not a, a UCL not drafty. I want no part of him, and I'm a huge you know, Lance McCullers fan. No, I'm not touching that guy. Isn't isn't a UCL like very pretty much the same thing as a flexor tendon? It's like it, it's holding the elbow together. Not touching it, man. I'm not either, which really, you know what? And I got to be honest with you because I've interviewed now McCullers. I think he's joined the show twice um, over at Fantasy Alarm, and, and he's such a good dude. Yeah, I interviewed him and Carlos Correa because they do a UFC podcast. Oh, that's together. right. I forgot the yeah. UFC thing. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm, I love McCullers, the pitcher. In fact, last year, like I was, I drafted him in many leagues and he was pretty good. Um, you know, I still think he can be better, but man, he's had a lot of injuries in his career. A lot of injuries in his career, and it's uh, it's a shame too. It really is because yes, is uh, when healthy, fantastic, right? And then when not healthy, um, a huge bummer. But still, a really fucking cool guy. Who like I would think I would like sit. I would hang out with McCullers. I think McCullers and I uh, could could hang out and have a, a a good time. I don't know if he if he smokes at all, but you know, if he did, we'd have an even better time. Oh, another um, guy that uh, Zach Gallon dealing with a shoulder issue because, like, um, uh, is he? At, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, what? there's a, opening day in doubt due to shoulder discomfort. 
And he had a he had an issue last year. Remember? Yeah, bursitis yeah, yeah. in his he, right like, shoulder. He, he like fractured his forearm. Right, and he did come back, but yeah, now he's got bursitis in his right shoulder. That blows. That yeah, blows. Like, I think I I, th- I, I met it. My I've taken him in like one best ball, so I'm not like in over invested. But again, that's a that's a good arm that just would be great if it was healthy. Yes, and um. Yeah, because he's sitting on the board of my draft, like past his ADP. So I'm sure people saw that. We're like, yeah, not going to draft him right now. What uh, what round are you in? Eleven. Eleven. Huh. I'm in the sixth. I'm in the sixth. Um, let me hear your team. Um, it's not. I mean, the pitching is kind of weak, but I went bat heavy. Um, so I started Soto. Terrible. Jordan, Jordan Alvarez. Horrible pick. Tim Anderson. Gross. Francisco Lindor. Yeah. Max Fried, Kettle Morte, Charlie Morton, Yasmani Grandal, which I usually don't do, but I didn't love anyone there on the eighth. Um, Kyle Schwarber, Taylor Rogers, and Ranger Suarez. So I'm light on pitching right now. Pitching is flying off the board, man. I mean, it's insane. Like all these guys got pushed up. Um, oh my god, yeah, this 10th round, there was a run of like a bunch of pitchers. Sony Gray, Eduardo Rodriguez, Kopech, Manaya. Pablo Lopez, Kershaw, Logan Gilbert, Luis Severino, who I got in the 14th round of a 15-team league a couple weeks ago, now third pick around 11. Um, so guys are getting really pushed up. I mean, Bassett in the eighth, Molly in the eighth. Um, so, yeah, I mean, pitching in this is really getting pushed up. So, you know, I went kind of the opposite for the first four rounds. I mean, I, I feel like I got good power, decent speed, and really good average. I mean, Soto, Alvarez, and Tim Anderson, man, all those guys could hit 300. So that just gives you a real high floor of batting average. It allows you to take a chance later on on some, you know, power guys that might not have great batting average. So, but yeah, I'm, you know, pitching obviously definitely light compared to other teams. And some, uh, a couple teams already have two closers, man, like multiple. So <laughs> you know, I took Taylor Rogers in round 10. I think he should close. I know the twins have kind of been reluctant at times. I mean, last year was Robles and, Colomay, they're both gone. Uh, and Rogers is really good. So I'm just hoping that they they give him the job and or at least for most of the season. So he could get me 25 to 30 saves, hopefully. But yeah, I mean, pitching's just getting really pushed up here. And you know, little spring training news matters, man. You're gonna start to see DeGrom go higher now. Uh, I think he went in the first round of a draft recently. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Severino, who I just mentioned, you know, is moving up because they there was a report. Oh, he's the most big league ready pitcher in camp. So all these little things are going to push people up. And then again, you got a guy like Gallon who's going to fall. Flaherty's going to fall. Wheeler is going to fall a little bit. I mean, I'm trying to think in this one. Oh, no, this one, I think maybe started before the news because Wheeler went in the second round for this one. But he might be a guy you start to see going the third or fourth. So, yeah, I mean the little news is going to push some guys down and it means other pitchers go up. Um, it definitely, that's exactly what it means. It's, it, you know, this is the same thing with, uh, with my league here. We're in the, in the, you know, we just wrapped up the, uh, the fifth round, just started the sixth and, you know, the, the pitchers that are available. I mean, it's, it's Flaherty, Cease, Montes went off the board, Morton off the board. So yeah, we're getting that that same kind of push. Also, the dude right behind me, who's uh, who picks on the wheel, uh, started with you know he started with Devers Woodruff, then he went Presley Lindor, and then he took Romano uh, on this past turn here also. So yeah, we're definitely uh, seeing that that kind of push up there for the closers um, as well. I, I got to tell you, so we did the. Uh, <laughs> We did the 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 mock draft, the staff mock draft for fantasy alarm for the uh, for the draft guide. Um, but, you know, I mean, whatever, you know, make that this, this board public and, and we'll post it. Adam did something with a player that he just mentioned that let this be a lesson to all of you drafting something that you totally need to always, 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 always pay attention to. Like the ultimate of musts. I'll tell you what it is right on the other side of this commercial break. Adam, there we were in the staff mock draft. uh, And it was round 20. 
right? And obviously, I'm just kind of looking at what's going on and who's coming off the board. And, you know, yeah, you know, uh, someone took uh, Herman Marquez right in front of me. So I took Mark Kana in front of me. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're down there in the 20th round, right? And then all of a sudden, you pull out Taylor Rogers. Now, closers like Bednar, I took Dylan Floro off the board. Um, you know, even Alex Colome went in the 18th round. Taylor Rogers shows up there in the 20th round. Um, and I and I put down that this was to me, this was the the best pick of the night because it teaches you that you always, always, always need to check the site's player rankings and sift through the bottom and see who slipped through. Oh, yeah. And there were several in this one. Verlander was buried, and I yep. got him in round 13. Uh, Corey Knebel was buried. I got him in 17. So I didn't know, like, how much people were pay, paying attention. Like, I told you, I usually print out my rankings and cross off names. I didn't do it for this one. It's a mock draft. So mm -hmm. um, I still take it seriously. Um, to the point where I said, I don't want to do a podcast for a draft day because <laughs> I want to focus on it. Um, so, yeah, but they're definitely, this was RT Sports. There are absolutely players buried. And I couldn't believe it, too. I'm sitting there. I'm like, really? All these closers are going? I'm like, uh, Taylor Rogers is really good. Again, I don't know if he's the guy. I think he is. Looking at their depth. Chart, I think he is, too. He was I their guy last it. year. I can't see how he goes in a different direction. I mean, they did use Colome and Robles at times last year. And Rogers, his underlying numbers were still great. Um, he did have some bad luck, but he's a really good pitcher. So. I, like I said, I just took him in the draft champions leagues in round 10 of a 15 team league. Um, and that's generally where he goes. Um, so I was surprised. I was like, how is everyone missing this? Because I already had two closers. Well, two in my mind. I mean, Class A has the job and I took Corey Knebel and Girardi already said Knebel's the closer. Now, they could add someone. They added in what Brad Hand and Familiar. I don't see those guys closing over him, even though they have closer experience. Knebel was really good last year. Obviously, injuries are a little bit of a concern for him. But I think he's the guy unless they bring in Kimbrell or Kenley Jansen. So he even goes higher. Actually, he went in round nine of my D.C. One pick before me, I was probably going to take him. So even he's like in the 2200s there. So, yeah, it's important. I say it all the time. Every platform is different with their rankings. So make sure you either go in ahead of time and look at them or if you print out my rankings, Howard's or fantasy alarm, have it in front of you. And just especially to the middle of the end, type guy's name in the search bar, pull them up and be like, Oh shit, they're ranked 1740. Let me throw them in a queue. So I don't forget. But again, whatever works for you, for me, I like to have it in front of me. So if I'm looking at my sheet and I go, okay, I'm coming up and around, let me see. Oh, Taylor Rogers. Okay. Type them in the queue. Oh shit. Why is he ranked? Well, 1040. Okay, cool. Hopefully people missed that. Throw them in the queue. But you can't just blindly draft off the what's in front of you. And I think too many people do that because there's going to be guys buried, especially in baseball. We have such a large player pool in rookies or players that just maybe had a bad year last year or only played a portion of the season. They're going to be buried. And you don't want to be the one who goes, oh, shit. He was there? Oh, fuck. I didn't know. Yeah, because he was ranked so low. So that's why, you know, preparation is, is so important. Whether you have rankings and cross-off names or use it as a reference to type in the search bar to find guys' names or software, whatever you do. But just make sure that you're well-prepared because, yeah, I mean, I haven't even looked at Yahoo or ESPN because I don't play on there. I could imagine some of the guys that are buried on there, too. Now, the funny thing is, is that because I've, I've been doing a bunch of best balls over at RT Sports, right? So I've been in their draft room now regularly for the last several weeks. Something changed in their rankings. Like, like it was like you know, they ran some sort of an update and whatever. I don't, I don't know what it was, but like guys weren't where they usually are. And so before this started, I kind of went through you know, the whole thing and was like, all right, let me um, let me see, you know, who's really out of place or whatever. And I thought I pretty much, you know, I, I caught everybody. 
until I saw you take Taylor Rogers. And then I was like, come on. But so I, I ended I think, up going. I, ended I think up, he was I think he was ranked like 380. It's not like he was that low. Right. I think I just I, I don't know why I didn't see him. I didn't catch him or I wasn't like thinking about him uh, at all. But like that inspired me to go back and, and look again. And that's and I was like Clevenger in round 21. Um, yeah, yeah, I was getting you took him, right? Yeah, I took yeah, him right after I, you took Rodgers. I was getting ready to um, take him on my pick coming around too. Uh, actually, that round, there were some really good picks. Well, there were some shit ones too. Um, but Wainwright was a good pick there. Carrasco was a good pick. Um, Clevenger. Um, and then, yeah, I took Ozuna because Ozuna's buried. So, you know, right now he's playing for Atlanta. The guy can hit. I'm not saying what he did. That's the thing. How are you on that? Like, there's some people who are like, I can't. Oh, okay. No, nah, I don't want to get canceled. So let me be careful. <laughs> <laughs> there's some people who would not, who will not draft guys like Trevor Bauer, Marcelo Ozuna. I will. It's a game. I'm getting their stats. It doesn't mean I condone what they did. So I'm fine taking them. I'm pretty sure you are too, right? I am fine taking them. It's, it's, it's a game that we're playing here and it's about stats. It's right. not about people. It's not, do I, am I going to root for him in the sense that I want him to do well for my team? But I'm, yeah, I'm not looking at it from like a, a personal standpoint. Uh, if I'm going to a game, am I going to like, you know, scream things at him and heckle him because of, of what he, no, I don't agree with what he did. He's playing the game, you know, whatever. He I'm served playing the game. Is, Ozuna served his suspension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, you know, if, if if the price is right down at the uh, down at the tail end, I'll I'll take a flyer on Trevor Bauer just to see. You know, I mean, listen, I don't know what he did or anything like that. No criminal charges, um, I guess, were filed or whatever, or things were. You know, I don't even know like the story behind it. I'm like, I'm like, I don't need to know or want to know, you know, any more of the details. Uh, I, I get the gist of what what people are saying. And that's that. And but yeah, you're 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 right. For fantasy purposes, yeah, I, I'll draft. Dude, I'm a diehard Yankees fan. I'll fucking draft Red Sox up the wazoo. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I just I'm, I want to win. I want to win. That's what mm -hmm. it is. And I'm not. You know, again, my my drafting somebody does not condone what their behavior is. I don't know. I I I could have a a guy who's a. Uh, a Nazi. If there's a player who's a Nazi, I, am I going to not draft him uh, because he's a Nazi, but he's hitting 40 home runs and 350? All right, maybe that's a bit. <laughs> 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 All right, maybe that was a bit much. Yeah, I don't know. That was a little extreme. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, listen, I'm trying to think of I know like, what you you're know, saying. horrible right. things in this world, right? Like, what what's a horrible thing in this world? Um, you know, we're talking about wife beaters and child abusers right like i mean in, in the nfl and mlb like this is what we're, we're we're talking about this is like this is some serious shit there's definitely some serious shit but you know if if, if he's if he's going out there for 162 and he's batting third for you know a team i'm, I'm gonna have to i have to put the w and uh and and winning my league ahead of you know because i mean you know what, what that's like a silent protest. I don't know what it is. Yeah, like it's really going to make a big impact. You guys are making a huge impact. I mean, listen, you know, I mean, stick to your guns and 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 rep the way you want to rep. I don't give a fuck about that. I'm I'm happy for you if if you're doing that. I just I see it in a different way. Adam sees it in a different way, uh, and, and so be it. So you know, yeah, do your thing. If you don't want to, you know, it's like it's like you know when people tell me they don't like the band Fish, I'm like, okay. More room for me to dance. Exactly. That's, that's what it all comes down to right there. That's one less person I have to worry about, you know, stepping on my tarp and, you know, coughing in my face and, and you know, boogieing too close to, to my wife's dance space. She's got a very, you know, decent sized dance space that she, like, you know, doesn't want invaded. It's a bit of a germaphobe, that lady of mine. Well, um, I mean, it makes sense nowadays, right? Oh yeah. Oh dude, I was watching a video. Oh my god, I was watching a video of uh 
of a, of a show that I went to in 2006, a fish show I went to in 2006. It was their first, they, they, you know, they, they took a hiatus and then they came back and they came back and they played these shows at the Hampton Coliseum down in Virginia. And we went to them and, you know, they dropped these ginormous, like uh, inflatable balls, but they were like kind of mushy kind of thing. I'll send you the video. It's actually kind of cool. Uh, if you guys d- go to YouTube and type in Tweezer Hampton Coliseum 2006, that's the video that I'm talking about. It's um, it's like cool shit. But yeah, like those giant balloons or whatever, you couldn't like, get passed around all over the crowd. Dude, I'm at a show. I'm like, do not put that fucking disease missile near me. Like, I don't want to touch the balloon. I don't want to bat the balloon. I don't want the balloon anywhere near me. And while you're at it, throw your glow sticks in the other direction because I don't want those, you know, cesspool sticks touching me either. (laughs) I'm very spatially conscious like that when I'm like in that crowd. Maybe it's because I got COVID from it. Uh, Maybe, yeah. You've been scarred now for life. (laughs) Scarred now for life. You know what, though? I mean, I was kind of... I was actually off of those things. Um, it was a, a festival. It was like a, a fest, and you know, and like you go to the festival, and you've always got that contingency of just you know mud loving, dirty hippie wannabe kids, right? Who like you know as much of a hippie as you can be in the in the you know in the twenty first century. Um, but you know, then they're like they're filthy and they touch everything, and you know they're just not clean. I just ah. Don't don't come near me. Don't touch. I don't want to shake your hand. Uh, no, you can't like have a sip out of my beer. No, you can't have a sip of my water. No, you can't sit on the corner of my fucking tarp. Just move along, you dirty wook. <laughs> I just don't want it, man. I don't want it. Um, you know, listen, that's just that's it. And it was actually I was like that before COVID. Just, I just don't invade my space. Let me let me enjoy myself here. Right. Like you go to a show. Right. You want people like smack it into you all the time. No. Tripped out on Molly talking a mile a minute, right, right standing behind you. No, thanks. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. I don't know how we got sidetracked all over here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know either. It, it tends to happen. Oh, you asked me if I would support if I would if I would draft oh, Ozuna. Yeah. That's where it all see. Let me bring it all full circle here. It all started with Ozuna, and yes, I would draft Ozuna if he uh, if if he fell to me. I mean, you got him right there in the twenty first round. I mean, dude's gonna play, right? Thank. You. I gotta tell you, man, the the DH. What draft did I do? I think it was the Barf draft. Um, in like the like the twenty, I think it was like the twenty first or the twenty second round. Um. Yeah, it was like Dominic Smith, and uh, oh, and I think I took Seth Beer. So maybe it was a little bit later than that, the twenty-first round. I don't have the board in front of me, but I took Dominic Smith and Seth Beer back to back, and I'm like, "Long live the Universal DH, baby!" These fucking guys all have a job, and they're gonna hit bombs, and that's where I'm getting my power late in the uh, late in the draft now. Like you, Dominic Smith. Gonna uh, gonna deliver off of uh, being a DH now. Yeah, I don't know how much playing time he's gonna get. They're they got they're trying to make a trade. I could see Smith, JD Davis, or McNeil being moved. Yeah, they do have they, they do have to get that one. That's like the Yankees infield, right? They got like one too many guys. Interesting. Any rumors that you've heard on Dominic Smith where he could land? No. It's going to be a DH somewhere. And he's going to hit. And I'm going to love it. It's going to be delicious. Um, All right. Well, so see that draft lessons, looking through the queue. See, we're giving you some some value here for your time. It's not just entertainment value here. I mean, listen, that's a a huge bonus. You're a a personable, charming guy, Adam. I never knew this about you. Wait a second. Um, what? Okay, this is a column here. Um by um David Lennon of Newsday. And it says he tweeted this out. Despite the Kyrie Irving saga, here's why Mets and Yankees likely won't have to sweat the mayor's vaccine mandate for opening day. Hmm. 
Okay, I don't know, man. See, uh, this uh, we have enough of a fucking hard time trying to project players and dealing with injuries and playing time. Now we got to deal with a fucking vaccine law. God, can't you make my life easy for one day? One day, please, right? I mean, asking for the world. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, again, I was like, COVID, damn you! Just ruining it, man. Ruin it. Well, hopefully they get it all sorted out. If you're drafting right now, again, I, I I'm not going to downgrade players yet. I can't. I can't do that. I, I feel like we've got enough time here where we can kind of sift through some stuff. So I'm taking Aaron Judge where I normally take Aaron Judge. I'm going to be happy about it. I'm not really high on drafting a lot of Yankees anyway. You know, I mean, I know you know that, but I mean, even so. I was saying it earlier, right? You know, you've got, you know, they're they're talking about bringing back Rizzo, and I'm like, well, we still have, you know, Voit Rizzo. Then it would be Voit Rizzo, Lemayhew, Gliber Torres, Kiner Falefa, Josh Donaldson. Um, you know, there's like there's there's one too many guys, and I know that you want depth, but who's going to be the guy? And I'm afraid that it's going to end up being like. You know, you're just always going to have one dude on the bench on the regular there. And uh, and that just it doesn't bode well for uh, for total at bats. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Sounds like they could get story. So I'm sure they'll they'll do something. I hope they don't. <laughs> you know, I say all these fucking nice things about the Mets, no, you right? No, yes, you I do. You I say I hate do. the Mets fans. I like the Mets. The no. fans are a bunch of assholes. They're not a bunch of assholes. Oh, okay, all right. They're a bunch of people with with inferiority complexes. That's what it is. It's not. Again, we've been over this shit numerous times. You can maybe say that about other people. You can't say that with me. I hated them. In, I didn't say I was, it about you. I'm saying in general, Mets fans in general. They okay. have an inferiority complex because they're always looking over the fence. You know what? Fucking Michael Salfino. He's a huge Mets fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what did Salfino? He jumped on the bandwagon with the uh, with the Aaron Judge shit, right? Well, and I think that's for different reasons. Well, all right. So whatever, whatever his reasons are. But he, he you know, why is Aaron Judge afraid of a needle? Right. And he's talking about his, his toddler. Uh, he, we give our toddler a lollipop. Maybe that'll work. Right. So the yeah, why you know, so so I, I answered his why is Aaron Judge afraid of a needle? And I wrote probably for the same reasons that some Mets are unvaccinated. Like you want to go hand out lollipops over at City Field, maybe? Like you know, like that's the thing. That's this is what, what, what Met fans do. They no matter what the topic is, if they have a chance to to shit on the Yankees for really no good reason, they're gonna take it. And Salfino did it here well i i can't speak for him so i don't know i know you can't speak for him but you know listen, i love michael i really do i think michael is a is a is a is it can be a great dude no doubt about it um but like you know it's like when you're talking about mets yankees and stuff like that he is the the typical met fan with an inferiority complex um he's always got to try and tear down it's it's always looking over the uh over the uh over the fence to see if the grass is truly greener over there and then tear it down. Okay. That's not how I am, but sure. <laughs> no, you just shit on the Yanks no matter what. Exactly. But I still draft their players. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably, you know, I have I have Garrett Cole in my home league. I have to decide if I'm keeping him by Friday. So uh, what what would be the reason to not keep him? What's, what's ex- the cost? He's expensive, forty three dollars, but it's a three hundred cap, and I have Soto at. What do I have? So is it five? I think Soto's five. Wow, you got Soto. Oh, no, at Soto, five no, Soto, Soto, Soto's nine. Teoscar is five. Um, Riley is fifteen. Alonso is twenty one, I think, and then I can only keep five, and then Trevor Rogers is twelve, so one has to go. Yeah, but I would, I, I would. And there's insane inflation. Like there are people who have really cheap keepers. So like, if I throw Cole back, 
he's definitely going for 50, maybe 55. Yeah, no, I, I lose Rogers and and keep Cole. I would. You've got you've just got too many other guys at such great bargains that you know you can afford the one player who's thirty nine dollars. Oh, the other one was considered keeping was Tucker, but he's thirty eight. So it's I, mean, like, I, I like Tucker, but you know you do you, going in with that starter is uh, is probably going to be better. Yeah, for to you at least have that. one. Yeah, wait, where's Alonso? Yeah, Alonso's 21. I feel like I kind of have to keep him. Yeah. I just it's, traded for him. <clears throat> Speaking of Alonso, I took him in the third round of the uh, of my draft champions. My beat Howard Bender. Yeah, he should have a big year. I mean, thank goodness he's okay after that car accident. That's nuts. Car flipped three times? He said it flipped three times. It didn't look like it flipped three times. Oh, so he's making it up now? No, See, no, look no, at no, you I mean, shitting listen. on the Mets. No, no, no. I'm not shitting on the Mets. I just don't know if it rolled. Listen, I rolled my Jeep and it rolled. My Jeep rolled three times. You should have seen what the fucking roof looked like and how smashed in it was. If that for that to have rolled three times, the the just the, the top of the car would have been crushed in, at least from the initial impact of the uh, of the first time it rolled. Like, that's the thing. It's not rolling completely, you know. Doing a 360 revolution and landing on the bottom again or on the side, it's it's it should hit the uh, the top and it just didn't hit the top at all. So maybe it like you know it, it rolled over and like spun around a little bit because it looked like it more got got like t boned uh, and spun around and and it, you know when when you land on the uh, on the side, I mean you know, you don't know what fucking way is up when that shit happens to you. You really don't. Um, you know, we just I had somebody who I knew who was driving behind me who watched the whole fucking thing happen. I was 16 years old. I rolled a Jeep Cherokee on the uh, on the Southern State Parkway. <laughs> Crazy story. Um, but I mean, you know, so whatever. Listen, I, I it, it, it's still a shitty situation and I'm glad that he is uh, he's totally fine from it. I don't want to have to, like, debate the, the the veracity of whether or not it rolled three times. But, right. um, but yes, I am very glad. And yes, I did. I took him after uh, the car accident because you walk away from something like that, dude, charmed life. Like if you walk away from something like that and you don't have like, you know, cuts, bruises, bumps, broken bone or something like that, then, you know, you got some, you got somebody in the universe watching out for you. So that's uh, the guy I want at playing first base for me. Uh, Kyrie Irving. Just scored his 60th point to set a franchise record. And it looks like they're taking him out now with 832 left in the fourth quarter. He is 20 of 31 from the field, 8 of 12 from three-point range. Why would you take him out? Let him do it. Let him, well, let him run because, it up. Because it's a 37-point game. Yeah, who are they playing? Orlando, who has actually played well lately. But. So, let, I mean – let him let him pad that number. He sets a franchise record. I mean, eight minutes is a while here, right? I mean, the guy's he's that now. hot. He's played thirty five minutes. It's a it's a thirty seven point game. You take him out. It's not like he's gonna going for the NBA record. I doubt he's gonna break that. So, um, I mean, on the other hand, it's like, well, you might not play for for a while. Right? <laughs> he's so well he's so well rested. This is like. You know, he's like fresher than anyone on the court. Right. Seriously. Seriously. They should just they should start losing games. So they uh, make sure that they're on the road more. During no, the, uh, no, they, no. They're in trouble. They're in trouble right now, because if the season ended today, they play a playing game in Toronto. Kyrie can't play. Oh! <laughs> that sucks. Right. It's insane. Leave it to the Nets. <laughs> Leave it to the Nets. So I don't know if they can. I think they're, what are they, five games behind? Because Cleveland is slumping. Um, Jared Allen, their best player, is out probably for the rest of the regular season. So they are currently four behind Cleveland. After tonight, they'll be three and a half. I mean, but again, Kyrie can't play in a lot of these games. So I don't know if they're going to get to that six. And they're three behind Toronto. And it doesn't matter because if they get the seven and they're home and host Toronto, Kyrie can't play as of now. We'll see because, you know, these things tend to change. Uh, well, 
I don't know, man. These laws make no sense to me. That's all I know. <laughs> and you know what? There you go. We're going to end it on that note right there. They're, it's all confusing. We don't agree with it. They got to fix it. Something, for the love of God, just get it done already because I don't need COVID screwing up my fantasy season once again. That's going to do it for us here on Anti Up. Uh, Adam, uh, big, big show tonight with you and Fensty. Yes, definitely. Alarm after hours. Uh, it's already over by the time you're listening, unless Shannon uh, is really quick with this one. But uh, I doubt it. Not tonight. She's producing our show, so she won't have time. You got to get her to do the impression of you. Yeah, man. She's real quiet on that, man. She's like hiding it. Like, come on, man. She Because uh, she doesn't know. She doesn't know if you're going to be mad or anything like that. I'm like, come on. Why would I be mad at it. her? Yeah, I'm not going to be mad at her. Exactly. What am exactly. I going to do? Yeah, I can't uh I can't work any shows that Shannon produces. Was that your were you falling into a Nando impression there? No, this would be a Nando impression. Go on. <laughs> I haven't broke that out in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call alarm after hours. So you if you if you guys are listening right now, yeah, if you didn't catch alarm after hours last night, uh get it a search for it on the SXM app. I'm going to call up tonight and demand that I speak to both Adam Ronis and Shannon Blunt Adam Ronis. You're going to be See. sleeping. What's that? You'll be sleeping. You know, so you go mean. to sleep early, man. You do. And you wake up early. I it's, know. I love it. I love you it. You do? Like, what? Everyone says that as they get older. Like, I still don't feel that way. I love, I, I hate waking up early. I like staying up late. I mean, obviously, I'm forced with the late show, but even if I don't have the show, I hate going to bed early and waking up early. But I see as people get older, they say that they like that. Am I going to um, be like that one day? No, you might not. Listen, my wife, she's she's a night owl still. Yeah. Still. Um, I mean, it, it got to me because so for me, it became it grew out of necessity. For right. Work. Like I, I couldn't. You know, I lived out in California, so I moved out to California. So I had to be, you know, I had to stay in tune with the the East Coast news cycle. You really, you get fucking left behind, especially because I was like, you know, freelancing with like five different websites. So I always needed to kind of stay on top of everything. You doing East Coast time time stuff there, um, and that's what happened. And then you know, it just kind of grew into that. Where the busier I was getting, the you know I needed time when nobody would bother me. And if it was you know, like I, I I used to work at night, you know, ten bar at night, and then I'd write when I came home, uh, and then I would like you know sleep for most of the day and go back to work at ten the bar and then come home and write again. And I just I I didn't like that cycle of of working at night, and I just found that you know doing it at like five o'clock in the morning is like, it's just better for me because I'm focused. It's quiet. There are no distractions. I don't know if the dogs are asleep. The wife is asleep and, and I can just, nobody's emailing me or texting me. I can just sit and get stuff done. I, I wrote up uh, uh, the, the first fantasy baseball uh, roundup for, for the site this morning. I was like 5 a.m. Getting ready to go. Um, and I'm going to do that all season long because, you know, if I'm going to be up at that hour, I might as well be productive with it. Um, it's only going to help my game, my fantasy game, being, you know, more on top of everything um, and just give some people some uh, some morning entertainment with their coffee, you know. All right. That makes sense. Doing my best, doing my best. So, you know, maybe we'll get Adam to do a roundup or two uh, after. Uh, after his show, because I know how much he loves to like work after. Late well, at night. I I kind of am right now doing these uh, basketball previews. Well, you know, if you weren't such a basketball guru, then there wouldn't be so much demand. It's so hard being you. Adam. All right, so then I'll just say that I don't do hoops anymore. How about that? Well, then we're gonna give you some baseball content then to do. All right, I'll stick with the hoops. Uh, beep, 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 no, it's it's this is betting content though. I know, I know. Which I'm I'm wondering, yeah, there's a lot to sort out there with fancy alarm and 
kind of figuring out who's doing what. But you know, yeah, I told I told him Pemba to to lay off you a little bit until basketball ended because uh, I know you're doing all that extra stuff on picks wise and stuff like that. So anywho, all right, we're gonna get out of here. Um, I gotta also I gotta go and deal with filling out my brackets. By the way, fantasyalarm.com slash cheat the bracket is Dan Servadidio's uh cheat sheet for March Madness. It's fucking amazing. I killed I couldn't I tried to say fucking amazing uh on the show today and and I just obviously censored myself, but here at Annie Up, because you guys all don't need like little tiny baby earmuffs for your little baby ears. Um, I can say this cheat sheet is fucking amazing, especially if you're not a college hoops person, which I'm not. The education is absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So fantasyalarm.com slash cheat the bracket. Um, that's going to give you a free download of the of the full cheat sheet, which is all published on the website. But, you know, also the PDF makes it nice and easy and handy to sit and read and then join Fantasy Alarms. A bracket contest at fantasyalarm.com slash bracket. And that's free and cash prizes. So fun stuff like that. Um, do you follow March Madness at all, Adam? Or are you just too NBA-ish? Oh, I mean, I'm definitely watching for sure. But you fill um, out your bracket yet? Yeah. Oh. I did. Maybe tomorrow we uh, reveal our brackets on the next episode here. Huh? Uh, it's Why? It's not helping anyone. It's helping everybody. No, it's not. Come everybody on. wants to know who Adam Ronis we're is not drafting. Guru. Who Adam Ronis is We're not is gurus picking. in college in basketball. Come on. Full college basketball, two-hour college <laughs> basketball show tomorrow, you and me. Okay. Uh, I, I know a little bit. I'm sure you don't know a lot, do you? I don't know shit, dude. Okay. I don't know do shit. Even, do you even know what conferences these teams are in? If I gave you a team, would you know what conference they're in? Um, you know, maybe I can tell you what their conference was in the eighties. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Do you, know, like, do you know all the one seeds offhand? Uh, Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, and Baylor. Oh, you got it. You must have a bracket in front of you. No, 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 no. I, I looked down. I looked down for that. <laughs> I'm telling you, I promise you, uh, because I mean, I tell you, I talked about it on the show today and. You know, I helped Servo put together everything for, uh, you know, getting everything set and squared away. So I know who the number one seeds are. I couldn't tell you what conference, what what division, like old conferences. No, 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 no. You show me Patrick Mullen uh, or Patrick, Patrick Ewing going <laughs> up against Chris Mullen. OK, I was going to say Patrick. Right? Mullins. <laughs> I was like, Pat Mullen, wasn't he? A, was he like a <laughs> New Jersey Devils hockey player? Oh, Pat Muller. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Pat Verbeek? Paverbeek, yeah, absolutely. I think he's a right winger. Oh shit, right? Can, yeah. can we share? maybe that's what we'll do? We'll talk college basketball and then we'll just name random 80s. Dude, you know, hockey so real players. quick, I know we're gonna go. So I said something. We were talking about uh players wearing a number, and I was like, Jeff Bookaboom, and Fancy starts laughing. I'm like, you don't know who Jeff Bookaboom is? He's like, No. I'm like, you think I'm making it up? He's like, I don't know what you I'm like, you don't know, you never heard of Jeff Bookaboom, big defenseman for the Rangers. Come on, man. He thought I was making it up. <laughs> Bookaboom was one of the uh, our, our imported Edmonton Oilers. Yes. Yeah. in Mark Messier. Yeah, it was Adam a lot of Graves. Them. Yeah. Those Edmonton teams in the 80s, though, were really good. Grant Fjord. Oh, those teams were sick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> those teams were sick. And then and then they won and they won and they won. And then uh, and then, yeah, then we sold our souls to to get everybody over there. Right. Wasn't uh, Glenn Anderson? Glenn right Anderson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Craig McTavish. Yeah. Holy Craig shit. McTavish, Kevin Lowe. Yeah. They had a lot of Oilers. They were all the Oilers. It was all of them. Hey, whatever works to get a cup. I'll take it. Might oh be the last, God. might be the last one we see. It was probably going to be the last one that we see. That was, uh, that was an amazing time. Oh my God. Was that an amazing time? Yeah. 94 was phenomenal. That was sick. I told you I touched the cup, right? Uh, no. Oh, the Blarney Rock, 33rd Street over by the Garden, right? It was, um, what you got? I used to watch games over there all the time. I was back, back in like my hardcore drinking days. I was the uh, surly drunk ass sitting at the end of the bar. And then the bartenders there were, you know, 
They were like, oh, you know, somebody left their left tickets and and didn't pick them up here. You want to go? And I'd go to the games and they just they would give me tickets and I would go to the games there. And um, it was just, you know, so I went to a bunch of games, but uh, Esetikinen brought the cup into the Blarney Rock. And uh, and so I got to, like, meet him and touch the cup. And it was a it was quite the raucous night. Nice, man. That's phenomenal. Right. Oh, fucking Esetikinen. That dude was so wasted when he got there. Not that you could tell because you could never understand a word that he was saying <laughs> during an interview anyway. Oh, my God. Oh, those Rangers teams. That's team, Yeah, that team specifically, obviously, forever, man. We'll just, you know, they can do whatever they want in New York. See, now you were too young for like the, the Maloney brothers and Phil Esposito and Ron Duguay, weren't you? Yeah, I remember those guys. But, yeah, I was young for that. What about like Mike Ridley when he was with the Rangers and Kelly Miller and those guys? Yeah, a little bit before me. Still like I a said, my, before, yeah. my dad was a diehard Rangers fan. He had season tickets up in the blue heaven. So he left like some memorabilia behind for me and stuff. I remember those like a Rangers stick signed by the team and a puck and all that. He was a big Rangers fan. So that's why 94 um, was so special. Like I could feel my dad there with me watching, you know, and his name mm-hmm. was Mark, Mark Messier, too. So uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I wish he could have gotten to see them win the cup. It's awesome. I know he was a big, big Rangers fan, man. Blue Heaven had the seats. My mom said, Yeah, we'll go with him and sit there and do crossword puzzles. I'm like, Oh my God, for real. And she liked liked baseball too. Like as a kid, she went to Jim Bunning's perfect game on Father's Day. Um, So she she likes baseball, but she's like, Yeah, we'll just go there and do crossword puzzles. I'm like, Oh, amazing. Dude, Uh, live hockey is is the best. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, I need to go to a Rangers game soon. I haven't been in a while. But, yeah, hockey. Um, who? Oh, you know who was just there? He put it on Facebook. Uh, Bob Harris. And, I, you know, Bob Harris usually does football. He hates everything. I'm like, yeah, hockey's great in person. It, it, it really is. There's just there's something about it. You know, the, the light, uh, the lights on the ice. Um, you well, know, it's just, easier to like, you know, for the novice who doesn't know hockey well, it could easy be to hard follow. to follow on TV. Like, it, you know, you don't know where the puck is. You see everything. I just like how, like, you see the plays develop and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's you hear the the ice, the checks against the board, the players banging the stick on the ice cone for the puck. Yeah, it's just, it's a great sport. And it's so fast. The games go quick, too. Hockey is usually over in two hours, 15 minutes. Who's your favorite Ranger? Of all time? Give me your favorite of all time and then your favorite. Because it might not be the same guy who your favorite was growing oh, up. Oh man, that's tough, man. It's how do you not say Messier for what he did? But I also love uh, Mike Richter. Oh yeah. Oh Mike Richter, who took over for John Van Beesbrook. Yeah, Beesbrook was very good too. Rangers always have a good goalie, man. Henrik Lundqvist, <laughs> and now um the kid who's going to win the Vezina, Shosturkin. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. they, yep. I know. The last I checked, he was the favorite to win the Vezina. So the Rangers usually always have good goaltending. Oh my God! Oh, I was always, I was always a huge, huge Adam Graves fan. Uh, you know, love the. I mean, just the, the the persona, like just on the ice. Graves you know, too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tough as nails. Season. Mm-hmm. Right. Protects the guys, but he can still put the puck in the net. Um, God. But Tom Laidlaw, when I was growing up, the reason my lucky number is four was because that was Tom Laidlaw's number as a defenseman for the Rangers in the uh, in the in the early 80s. And uh, and he was my I, I don't know what it what it was about him. Everybody maybe because everybody loved Barry Beck. But I thought Tom Laidlaw was like just a good, stable, like, you know, good, solid, uh, you know, defenseman wasn't a stay at home defenseman, yet he wasn't like a a Russian join the play kind of a guy. So he was always my, uh, my top guy, but yeah, Graves, Mass, Leach. Yeah. Leach. Yep. Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh, I could sit here and reminisce Rangers all day long, but again, we're going to try and drop the mic here again and, uh, and, and cut this pot off before we hit the hour mark. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to get off this podcast for 45 minutes. 
All right. Yeah. So I've, tomorrow, I've made, Adam's going to pick. Four, I've made four picks during this podcast in my three slow drafts. Are you serious? Yeah. I one one draft is in round forty seven, so I have the one. So I made picks forty six, forty seven. I made a pick in the beat Adam Runner sneak in round eleven, and made another pick in a draft in round twenty three. So yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, you know what? I just now you're on the clock. I'm on the clock in uh, one of my slow drafts here. There you go. I'm on the wheel. Oh, I love this team too. This team I put together is really, really nice, and I'm picking now. Unbelievable! Let's see. I haven't even. Is it an RT Sports one? It's an RT Sports one. Yeah. So let's see. Do I go pitching? Right? Should I make some live picks here? You know what? I'm going to save that for all you guys tomorrow. Who did Howard pick? Find out in the next episode of Anti Up. In the meantime, from my man Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.